Movie Making with Renell Golden is brought to you by Samira Entertainment, supporting indie films and the filmmakers who create them. Stop by their website to learn more, www.samiraentertainment.com. That's www.samiraentertainment.com. Hello, everybody. I am here with John Blau. He's a songwriter, musician. He's an all-around creative, even with a camera. What haven't you done, John? Well, I'm still working on trying to uh, make a movie, but, you know, <laughs> uh, maybe a documentary or a short, but I'll have to talk to you about that because you're the pro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So you have been like a lifelong musician. When did you know? How old were you when you realized, oh, my God, I want to make music? Well, mom was playing the guitar and uh, she said, here, boy, play that thing. And I said, well, let me try it. And it took off when I was about eight years old. And, oh, wow. And I uh, just kept working on it. I studied with some fine people and, and finally got to where I could actually play something. Of course, I enjoy playing guitar and I enjoy playing piano and bass as well in songwriting. When did you switch to start playing like the bass? Because it looks like you played that a lot in your career. Yeah. When I was a youngster, I was in the school and I was playing string bass all the time. And then uh, finally went to a college and studied with one of the guys in the Houston Symphony on bass. Oh, wow. So you play upright bass and electric? Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's very cool. Very, very cool. Bassists always, they're like drummers. They're always your favorite people in the band. Oh, yeah. Did you notice oh, that through the oh, years? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a thing about when you make the room move with that, that air, that big bass note. That, yeah. That, that sound just drives the entire music to where you want to have a, a dance. You can't stop dancing when it's right, you know. You can't. But it also, there's something like it gets in your soul or something. You feel those deep notes differently yeah but yeah. uh, that is so cool so you got out of high school and you went to college and studied music how did yeah. you decide this is going to be my career well i had always loved music and uh, uh my folks always paid for me to take private lessons on uh guitar and instruments and stuff and uh I always heard the different bands and, and different groups. And so, man, that is so cool being up there. And all the women were going, look at that guitar player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a perk, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they all the, the girls were always after the guitar players. And I said, that has got to be good stuff if you can get that, that angle going. So oh, that, that kind, of, kind of made me get going. And I went to the, the bass. And like I say, my uh, big high point in my entire career was when I auditioned for the bass position for ZZ Top. Yeah, I heard you were almost the member. And they yeah. had a different name. I didn't know that history on them. Yeah, they were called the Moving Sidewalks. They were a four-piece band. They would come out and they'd play their little gigs and stuff. And at the end of the night, they would have uh, flash bulbs go off in the amplifier grill cloths. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. ZZ Top, it's Southern Rock, right? Uh, it's uh, Southern southern Blues Rock, and uh, it had a heavy influence when it comes to, like, uh, Eric Clapton and uh, John Mayall and, and the blues. But with yeah. Texas yeah, yeah. Compared to uh, playing in a band and playing in a symphony, because I know you did that for a bit, too. Which one do you like better? I like playing in a, in a uh, three-piece, if it's jazz, uh, piano, drums, and bass. I was a bass player for Raleigh Bass Team for a couple of years. And then cool. I, going to playing electric bass 
with the rock and roll groups. That's the blues. That's the best part right there because you have the, the crowds are always, you know, they just, they're just Wild. great. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do studio music where you recorded on albums and things like that? Yeah, I am on several albums. I'm on uh, most of Stevie Ray, or not Stevie Ray, but Jimmy Ray, my uh, guitar player. He, uh, a local country singer, uh, Jimmy Ray from Menor. He, we're on three of his albums. His brother was a fiddle player for Clint Black. Oh, cool. Very and, cool. Uh, he, and he's on the first album. So we had a reunion every once in a while where we did our big country shows. But then my other artist I'm with, I'm with Ed Malley. And uh, tunes like cool. uh, Butterflies Under Thunder and then Kitchen Bitchin' Blues. That was a big one. That's I'm a fun that. name. I love yeah. that. Every yeah, time I'm, I'm in the kitchen, I probably should listen to that. <laughs> there you go. Well, I did all the electronic horns and the Roadhouse voice. So I'm on uh, three of Ed's albums. And just uh, trying to keep going in songwriting. And my, uh, my beautiful lady of 34 years, God bless her, she passed away in 2014. Oh, I'm she, so wrote 4, 000, she wrote 4,000 girl songs. Oh, wow. Wow. And, you two were probably quite a pair. Did you oh, ever yeah. get to perform with her? Oh, many times, many times, yes. Oh, those must be wonderful memories then. It, it is. And I'm trying to uh, go back to her book and do some of the songs and stuff, but I haven't found a girl singer that's wanting to work with me. So, because there's so many different, you know, the girl singer, some anywhere from, you know, the uh, purple hair rock and rollers to the the down home country girls you don't see me down home country singers anymore girl singers you know no you don't i don't know why every once in a while you get them and they're just like kick ass but um yeah. it's not as common and all the genres have you noticed this through the years like all the genres names have changed there's like 20 million now where there used to be like six and yeah, now we a, have a, so many i can't keep up yeah it's amazing listen uh, i uh, was reading your bio i can't believe that you actually was able to have a, a music school and train 400 singers because that would drive me crazy. Well, they weren't just singers, though. We did performing arts. We did musical theater. We did violin, piano, drums, guitar. Wow. We did wow. a little bit of everything. I think with that many singers, I might like lose my hearing or something. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I don't know how you ever kept up with it. God bless you for all your efforts in songwriting and music and especially your, your movie making skills. Because, Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, Sari uh, and y'all are a power team. I'm hoping that some good things will come from that. Uh, yeah, the, I heard you the, might be writing for her paranormal show that I'm I'm working with her on. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I that's going to be so cool. Yeah, I told her anything she needs as far as uh, music. Uh, let me know. And uh, I have some wild ideas about some futuristic, you know, uh, side kind of subjects. Like re different oh, remote neat. Shows. Yeah, well, I'd love to hear things. it. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Because, you know, when it comes to movies, a television, any of that, music is like its own character. It's so important. It, it makes is. you feel. It makes you pay attention. It makes you nervous. It makes you excited. You know, it's yeah. just it makes you cry sometimes. It it's it's it really, really important. And did you end up with like musical protégés in your family? Do you have that legacy of music like you passed on to anybody? Well, my mom was a singer and she loved to do the uh, Kate Smith type of you know, type of music where you oh. built a song out there. And uh, she, she was with several orchestras coming up. And she was my big influence on my, my music career because she was always saying, you know, uh, get in there and practice, boy. <laughs> Aw, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, my uh, daughter's third generation because my mother... She raised us as a touring musician. 
And then when I caught the bug, that's all I wanted to do with my life was to make music. And then, you know, of course, when I got married, he's like, it's me or the music. Cause he just thought all us musicians were wild. We, maybe we were, I don't know. I'm not going to admit that, but, um, (laughs) and then I ended uh, up at the music school. So, well, I, I would listen. I know that you've got a wonderful introduction music thing for your show. But oh, I, I need like, another one. I, I'm borrowing that one. <laughs> I, I would like for you to put one of your musical compositions on the front of your show, because I think you're an exceptional musician, and uh, you know you have all these ideas in your head. So yeah, you know, put one down there that's yours. Well, you never know. I haven't written music since I got probably 30 years since I got married. So well, um, well, tell him that you know you're going to grab the old keyboard and. and- <laughs> And just go do it, you know. <laughs> he probably look at me funny if uh, he doesn't already. <laughs> yeah, well, bless his heart. He's he's a he's a good man for being able to uh, keep up with uh, put up you with uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, artists are very temperamental. You know, they're very you know out there. But I'm emotional. I, yeah, I think we we do tend to be a little bit uh, a little emotional, but it's all good. And you know, I ended up. Oh, yeah writing and making uh, movies. And I ended up loving that even more. Oh, yeah. Um, and it includes music because it's uh, so, so important. And um, so are you still performing? Do you still do that regularly? Yes, we have a, uh, a group that performs for any veterans benefits. And we also perform like if someone has a cancer benefit fund, we'll perform for that. Oh, wow. And, wow. And, and then we shoot the video on different bands and stuff. And then we video also the different benefits. We were able to uh, videograph the benefit for Randy Corner. Wow. So you're and, out there in Houston? Yes, Houston. Yes. So if people wanted to maybe have you come out and video or or have your band come out and support their cancer or veteran event, how would they find you guys? Yeah, well, I'm on, I'm, uh, you know, John Blau on the Facebook. Uh, okay. And, uh, of course, I'm working on a website right now. It's under construction. But let me give a big shout out to my video boss and uh, the man that was had been in the business 20 or 30 years. Uh, oh, wow. Mr. What's Ralph, his name? Ralph Cantu. He's our video boss. He's the one that, you know, we're setting up four cameras, all the cables. He says, plug it in, boy. So, no, it's. He helps us out. You know, you know how the camera crews sometimes they're going so fast they forget to plug certain wires and all these many, many connectors. Well, yeah, and when it's a live performance, you gotta go fast. So so he's out of Houston too? Yes, uh, he's out of Houston and I wanna give a shout out to him because he's the man that got me into shooting videos and into uh, commercial photography and stuff more than what's his company name? Does he have a company? He has a TV show that's been on the air about 20 years called Houston's Own Country Television. Oh, nice. Houston's Own Country Television. You heard it here. So if they want to like find more about him, they can just go and check that out. Right, right. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, you guys in Texas, you you love your state and, and do things the right way. You do it really big. <laughs> right. Well, see, the thing of it is we promote country music. And, you know, not the new country music as much. We will, but we basically promote the classic country, the Merle Haggard, the George Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the thing of it is, there's different organizations that have uh, rosters that have that sort of crowd. For example, one record group, Heart of Texas Records, out of Brady, Texas, we just 
finished shooting a big show with them. And Tony Booth was one of the big stars. And, oh, and then, wow. And their wow. entire roster is classic country. That's really cool. It is yeah. cool. My my mom, when she finally left, we I think I was in high school, maybe middle school. She finally left the industry just you know, she just needed a break and she went to work for this country music magazine out of Ohio and she would, you know, drag me along and she met everybody. She went to the Grand Old Opry and I'm trying to think of the names like Loretta Lynn, uh, Charlie Daniels, wow, like all the old classics. And Mm -hmm. it was funny because she was more of a top 40 jazz smooth, you know, Wow. That's she was good. a pianist. She could play anything you put in front of her. I never did that, but she was an amazing musician. Yeah. Well, but, when you when you write a song, do you play guitar or do you play piano? Or? Um, I used to write them on the piano, but I was self-trained. So I'm more of a singer, lyricist. Um, okay. Yeah. And it's been so long. I, you know, I, the few times I do sit down and start playing, I start bawling my eyes out. So I don't get anything oh, done. Well, well, do do yourself a, a favor sometime. You want to know the technology, look up a keyboard called the Genos, Yamaha Genos. I used to work for Yamaha as a, one of their keyboard uh, demonstrators. Oh. And the Yamaha Genos is the top end of the, of the keyboards. Oh, wow. Have. And then, of course, you know, there's always, you know, certain programs where you can punch in chords. But this keyboard, if you hit one note, it will extrapolate from what you're trying to do. It will, it will make a complete arrangement. of. Oh, my God. Of. Really? That is so cool. Oh, yeah. I'll have to and, tell my daughter that because, you know, she yeah. kind of she went on to make music. She's kind of cool. But what do you think for young people that are entering today, whether they're eight years old or 18, but they're they're deciding, hey, I want to make music for my life. What do you recommend that they do? Well, it all boils down to one thing. And that is, can they put the music that's in their mind, in their head, paper or on tape or some way to get it out of their head? In other words, you might be hearing a beautiful symphony in your mind, but yeah. if you don't have, if you don't understand how to play the keyboard or a guitar or some instrument, you can't make it come out. So basically, there's some fundamentals to bring that beautiful music out of your soul and bring it forth to the public. And you have to learn your instrument. Yeah, you know, like when you learn the piano, well, then you could transmit that thought. Yeah, it's it's true. You could get out what you're hearing in your head, and it is really important. Um, What do you think about musicians? Like, do you think they should be able to do everything on their own, or or build a team when they're songwriting, specifically to songwriting? Because obviously, we can't perform alone, but or we shouldn't. But (laughs) well, I've been privileged to have a group of songwriters, about twenty of them. This is a long time ago, but we had a, a group of songwriters, and every time we were going to have people send out different songs, we would say, okay, everyone in this 20 or 30 member group here put in $5 in the can, and if you send out your song, you get your $5 back. However, if you oh, don't, wow. we split the money between everybody. Oh, so my God, that, that's cool. That's so yeah. funny. How and often we, did you get to split the money? <laughs> Well, well, here's the deal. We made everyone send out their songs to Nashville and different places because they didn't want to lose their money. Oh, wow. That's yeah. so too cool. Too, too yeah. cool. Who have you played with through the years that you absolutely just loved playing with? Well, mainly it's been the uh, Billy Gibbons when I was over to his house jamming. He let me play his Pearly Gates, Les Paul. That guitar is valued about $500,000. Oh, wow. And I would say after that, uh, working with 
stars like Roy Head, Dean Scott, and uh, you know various other guys through the years. Dean Scott had five octave range. Bless his heart, he's gone oh, now. Wow. And he could sing, for example, he could sing uh, Love Lives Us Up Where We Belong. He could sing the guy and the girl part. Oh, my God. That's unusual for a man to have. I don't want to sound sexist, but I never heard of another a man having five octaves. Yeah. It was, That's it was amazing. amazing. It was absolutely amazing. He he would do an Elvis show with the, with the outfits and the, yeah. uh, the jury. And then his friend, Bobby Bradshaw, would come on and do uh, like a... Uh, a different artist, and then he would introduce Dean Scott back again, coming up as Ray Charles. Oh, wow. And so they would have a tag team of entertainment that was out of this world, totally mind-blowing. Wow. Wow, that's so cool. Do you have a very favorite show that you've ever played? Do you have just something that awed even you? Well, I, uh, you know, the best show I've ever played was when uh, we had just had Jimi Hendrix play Houston, and we walked on stage. We were doing a, a concert for this church. Yeah. And uh, we found his guitar picks on stage. Oh. And uh, so to be on the same stage as where he as, was just at as the him, show, it just bl- blowed my mind. I was going, oh, my God, this guy is like the, the guy, you know. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're like, I really am doing it. That's yeah. That's so cool. I heard that or I read that. You had played for Princess Diana. Yeah, uh, Dean Scott, we had a, uh, a doctor, Connie Hutton, that sponsored us that, that said, well, let's go out to West Palm Beach, pull on a racquetball club for the big tournament. And we played out there and Princess Di was in the bleachers watching everything. She was going, oh, come on, guys, let's go. You know, and it was such a fun thing to see her and uh, to be in her presence. She was such a beautiful lady. Oh, wow. Wow. Gracious lady. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. That is so cool. What is, let me see, do you have, you've written a lot of songs. Do you have like a favorite one you wrote? Well, I'm trying to put all those together. Most of the music was written for my girl's music. She's got a ton of songs. One song we sent to Barbara Streisand, and of course, Barbara turned it down. Arista Records said they couldn't use it, but it's a beautiful song. It's called Almost Like the First Time. Oh, I love that title. That's yeah, a good title. It, I would it, ask you to sing it, but maybe that's putting you on the spot. Well, I can't do the girl voice justice, so I'll, I'll refrain. But anyway, <laughs> needless, to say, needless to say, they liked the song, but they just couldn't use it for some reason, you know. Oh, uh, well, yeah, and I think the artists have input. Maybe Streisand has such a big vocal range, too. She oh, probably yeah. wanted something where you have to really belt it out or something. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she has, she's, she's super uh, tremendous. And of course, that concert with her and Celine Dion is legendary, you know. Oh, yes. Her and giving away my age. I remember her with Donna Summers. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was too cool. Too, too cool. Yeah. Good times back then. So nowadays you're shooting bands with the gentleman you were telling me about. Are you actually making like music videos? Uh, We're shooting the uh, entire show. Like, for example, Malford Milligan, the great blues singer, my my just idol. I look at that guy and I go, my God, this guy, you know. You're like, wow. It's like a Bobby Blue Bland on steroids. Oh, wow. And we shot his entire concert with Tin Cadillac at the Dosey Doe and the Woodlands. It was wonderful. Are they being broadcast when you shoot? Are you broadcasting that? Well, see, we edit it down and get only the best. 
And then we have to clear it with the artist and all that. And it takes a while to get it. You know how it takes a while to get all that red tape lined up. Oh, we yeah. Play we do play it on uh, Houston's own country music blues version show. But I don't exactly have the exact times when we did it. But I know if some of that has aired, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's absolutely stunning. What's one of the biggest changes you've seen through your career in the music industry as far as how artists get out there or what artists have to do to stay relevant because now everybody can put out songs it's a little different well it's a internet game you have to just spotify this you have to have this you have all these platforms and you have to have a big footprint in social media you have to have all your funnel drops and you have to you have to put in place a step to make the results inevitable as far as marketing you have to have a brand you have to seek identification from the herd because everybody's got thousands of different songs but so what true. makes yours different? What makes your song stand out in the crowd? And everybody goes, wow, check it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard because I see nowadays, even with whether it's film or music, we have to be promoting like every day when we put a new project out there. And most of the time, if you're an indie filmmaker or you're working a small team without a budget, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. And, and constantly. And I think that was one of the hardest things to come to terms with because. There's 50 million platforms to put your music from Spotify, Pandora, and, you know, we've got our Reverb Nations and all these other things to right. kind yeah. of get ourselves on. But, um, and it's true for film. You know, I, I look at these kids and some of them, I think they get overwhelmed and others, I just, I'm in awe at how much work they put into it. Because right. it's work. It's not making music. It's work. <laughs> it, is, it is. The biggest uh, thing that in the last year or so that's came along that I'll see is the AI. That's scary. Yeah. What do you think uh, about that? Well, they have a certain a couple of websites where you can go and you say, play me a song in the style of, and the uh, that'll actually play you in a song in the style of whatever artist you mentioned. And, but the guy never recorded the song. That's the catch. And then oh, wow. if you write a song and you don't have a girl singer, you can type in the words in a certain program. And it will actually, the computer will actually make a computer voice sing that song for you. So it's a very strange world we live in in all music. It, it really is. And I can't imagine a voice without emotion, but it's getting so good that they do sometimes fool me and they'll yeah. have some of that feeling. I'm a writer now and, you know, I write movies and, and television series, but I know that people are using AI for the writing and right. it's, it's kind of shocking. It's like, uh, but I need a job, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, the latest thing is amazing. You should mention emotion because they have now made an emotions map. The emotions map oh, gosh. Has, has positive and negative leanings. In other words, if, you know, if your emotion is, you know, you're sad or if you're mad or whatever. Yeah. Every, every one of those emotions, 128 of them are incorporated into an algorithm on this computer and this guy, Wolfram, he's now got a higher level math program that goes with it, which, oh, actually wow. makes, which actually makes the bots actually have what appears to be emotion. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So basically what would happen if you go to work to try to get a job at a restaurant making burgers, the computer will tell you the little plastic tear comes out of its eyeball. I'm sorry. I can't hire you. I'm a computer. <laughs> Okay, that's weird. But okay, what yeah. a weird world. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, the computer will cry, actually cry and give you an emotion. You know, I hate to tell you, but I can't hire you. I, I'm the person, I'm the computer guy that I, 
it's me. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. That is crazy. It is yeah. totally crazy. So yeah. is there anything left before we do our final little segment here that you want to shout out anybody or you want to share with up and coming musicians? Anything else you'd like to share? Well, just everyone, pl- please try and enjoy their life because actually what we're going through right now, this is actually the good old days. <sighs> yeah, somewhat it is. Yeah, yeah because because what we're looking in the future is very uncertain. And I know, you know, you could make a movie about that and you could write a book about it. But the basic thing of it is we need to all pull together and love each other and, and try to make things work positively. Yeah, that's really good advice. All right. Well, if you're ready, I'm going to do our final segment and it's like five for five. And it's just so people can know who you are a little bit more. Um, So they're just fun questions. There will be a test at the end. Okay. (laughs) So whenever you're ready, tell me and I'll get started. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. First question. What is your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. Yes. Who doesn't love pizza? And if they don't love pizza, we need to worry about them. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. What is your favorite thing to drink after a long day at, I'm going to say, in the recording studio? Probably a nice cappuccino coffee with a little chocolate flavoring, kind of a Starbucks kind of a twist, you know. Something to give you a little, little twist. I love that. I love it. I can tell people, you know, so many people say water and I'm like, really? Yeah. Because I'm thinking I I need to go to sleep after a long day. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So what is one thing you had always dreamed of doing, but maybe you haven't done yet? Uh, making a short a film short or documentary about sci subjects, for example, like, like different ways to predict the future. Like sci-fi? Viewing. Psychic. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a cool one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite song to sing at the top of your lungs when you're driving in the car? Uh, Favorite song to sing uh, has got to be Wind Beneath My Wings. Uh, Oh, really? Aw. I love that. My mom used to sing that on stage. That was one of her favorite songs, that one and a, a few others, Somewhere Over the Rainbow and... Wow, that's beautiful. Some cool songs, yeah. My mom was like Elizabeth Taylor or Joan Collins. She had like disgrace about her. And anyway, she was cool. Okay, what... I'm torn between the last question, which one to ask you, but um, I'll just stick with this since we're a movie podcast. What's your favorite movie? Uh, Music, favorite movie has got to be uh, Alien 1, 2, and 3. Oh, wow. Okay, the whole franchise. Yeah, the special effects are mind-blowing. I love doing the special effects on, on stuff like that and the editing and the video. and the Yeah, the camera work on that was good. Ooh. It's a oh, yeah. good movie. Okay, very, very cool. Well, I can't wait to um, see what kind of music you come up with for Sari and her Paranormal Supernatural State show. And yeah. it was so awesome to talk to you today. Come back anytime. You got a thank music you. thing you want to come talk to me about, just holler. Okay, and thank you, Renell. You have a beautiful show and have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Enjoy. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Today's show is sponsored by Jim Kitty, helping women on their health and wellness journey by providing high-quality, organically sourced vitamins and supplements. Visit them today 
at www.jimkitty.net. You've been listening to Movie Making with Rennell Golden. Be sure to come back for our next episode where we bring you the people who make movies you love. Got a topic about filmmaking you want to hear on our podcast? Send us an email at moviemakingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been sponsored by Samara Entertainment. <laughs>